Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another great episode of the Perkyavos podcast. I hope you are well. Before we begin, if you have any questions, comments, or just would like to reach out and say hello, please feel free to send me an email at rabbishlomokon, K-O-H-N, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. For this week, we're continuing with Perak Bey's Mishnah Yudalit. Chapter 2, Mishnah 14. And on last week's episode, we discussed the positive traits that Rabbi Yochanan asked his Talmidim, he asked his students, what's the trait that you could use as a springboard to help you achieve perfection? And each one of the students gave one of their answers, gave their answers, each one different than the other. And Rabbi Yochanan preferred the answer of Rabbi Loza ben Aruch, which was lev tov, which was a good heart. That through having a good heart, a person could come to all the other um, attributes that the other sages listed. Now, this Mishnah, Mishnah 14, can sort of a continuation of the last Mishnah because instead of asking his students, just asking them, what's the good path that you should have? The Mishnah continues with Rabbi Yochanan asking his students, what is the path you should stay away from? What's the path that a person should, you know, what's the traits? What's the traits that a person should stay away and, 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 and not have anything to do with? Obviously, we want to work in all areas of our life, but what's something specific that we need to be extra careful in? And the Mishnah begins. Amr Lahem, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zaka, he said to his students, these five students that we, we talked about, the two uru go out and look. What is the evil path from which a, a person should distance himself? Right? So each one of the students are going to give their answer. The first one, Rebbe Lezer says, Ayin ro, a bad eye talk what that is. We'll explain each one of these traits. When we finish the mission, we'll come back around. Rabbi Yeshua, Omer, Rabbi Yeshua says, Chover Ra, a bad friend or a wicked friend. That's something you should stay away from. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, Shachain Ra, a bad neighbor. Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, Haloive ve'enoi mishalim. Stay away from the trait of borrowing and not paying back. Echad haloive. The Mishnah continues. Echad haloive mina adam kileve mina makam. That one who borrows and does not repay, that one who borrows from man is like one who borrows from Hashem. Right? We're equating how we have this relationship of a borrower to God. We're borrowing from Hashem. And we'll talk a little bit later the connection, and the, the lesson that Rabbi Shimon is trying to bring out over here. Shonemar, as he brings the verse down, as it says in Psalms, the wicked one borrows and does not pay, while the righteous one is gracious and gives. The Mishnah continues with the fifth student. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar says, Levra. A bad heart 
What's the trait you need to stay away from? It's a bad heart. Now, at the end of the mission now, Rabbi Yochanan is speaking. He says, He says, I prefer, Rabbi Yochanan saying, I prefer Rabbi Lazar ben Arach's, his teaching from all of yours, from the other, other four. Why? Because for your words are included in his words. Meaning from this trait of a bad heart, all these other bad traits can come out from that. Meaning if a person has that, he has to be careful that these other negative attributes can come about through having a bad heart. Now, I want to go back to the beginning of the Mishnah here just to give a little bit of an introduction to our Mishnah. You know, as I mentioned before, the last Mishnah talked about the traits that a person should have. The good, the one good trait that a person obviously want to focus on all different areas, but if there's one area where a person should focus, what should it be? Right. And we and we listed different uh, traits, different midos. And if you look at that Mishnah and you look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah is the direct opposite of all the positive traits that we listed in the Mishnah before. Right, each one of the the students who who said a positive trait, for example, we, we said in the in the last mission about good traits to have. We said ayin tova, good eye, good chaver tova, good friend, shachin tova, good neighbor, someone who sees the outcome. And Rabbi Lazar ben Arach he said, um, lev tova, good heart. And now in our Mishnah in Mishnah fourteen. We're saying the opposite. We're saying the opposite of what we said before. A bad heart, a bad friend, a bad neighbor. Someone doesn't see the outcome of things. So the question really is, is why was it necessary for Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai to ask his students, what's the bad trait to stay away from? Right? Is, doesn't it suffice to just only speak to them about the good trait. And we will infer by ourselves that the bad is the opposite. That obviously, if it's if a good heart is good, obviously a bad heart is not good. If a good friend is a, is a positive thing to have, then it's obvious that a bad friend is very bad to have. Right? Why is Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai feel the need to ask his students and spend the extra Mishnah to tell us really pretty much the opposite of what they said before. Isn't that self-evident to us? Isn't that obvious? Can't we recognize that by ourselves? And the answer to that is no. You know, just because this is good, have a good eye is, is a good thing, we don't necessarily recognize that the opposite is bad. It's something that we have to work on and have a recognition about. And that's one of the ideas being expressed in this mission that Rabbi Yochanan is telling his students that, you know, just because someone knows what they need to do, that's not necessarily enough. 
you have to know what you need to stay away from as well. It's two points, right? We can know the right thing, but we also have to know what's the wrong thing. Because if we, if we have one, it's not necessarily obvious about the other. It has to be abundantly clear to us that what is something we need to stay away from? What is something that we need to keep a distance from? And that's really the, the, one of the ideas being expressed in this Mishnah that we, we have to focus on how to get to perfection. We have to f- focus on working on our Midos. But part of working on our Midos is knowing what to stay away from as well. So it's a two-pronged approach. Knowing the path we need to, to take and also not assuming that the things that are opposite are, are self-evident and, and understood to be away from. We ha- it has to be pointed out to us clearly. We have to I'd be able to identify it positively that we should be able to keep a distance so we can get to our full potential. Now, the Mishnah starts off with Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer says that the, what's the bad trait that a person needs to stay away from? Ayin ra'a. It's a bad eye. What does it mean, a bad eye? So according to some opinions, it means someone who has a negative view of things, negative look at life. Everything is bad. Selfishness. A certain stinginess. That such a type of person, they're putting them at, at risk of, you know, never being able to grow because everything is bad, everything is dour, and it's very hard to to get out of that circle, that that route, that mouse wheel. So that's the that's what Eliezer is teaching us. And what's this bad trait that a person should stay away from? Ayinra, bad eye, which is looking at things in a bad way. Maybe it touches upon even being depressed, being negative, not, you know, because if a person is in such a state, they risk of, of, of being trapped and it's very hard to get out sometimes. So it's something we need to stay away from. Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Yeshua says, his trait that you need to stay away from, which is going to, which could theoretically, if a person does get involved with this, it could cause their downfall, is a chavira, is a bad friend. And Rabbi Yossi as well, Rabbi Yossi says, a shachin, a bad neighbor. And according to, like we mentioned, according to some commentaries, it means that you, you shouldn't be a bad friend. You should be a good friend. That means you need to be a good friend so people could be a, be a good friend back to you. And similarly with being a bad friend, if you're a bad friend, people will be a bad friend back to you. But on a simple understanding, it's teaching us that don't get involved with bad friends. Don't get involved with bad neighbors. I'm sure you can think of somebody in your mind that maybe was similar to you growing up. They were a good kid, not too bad. You know, maybe they weren't the best. And they did did okay in school. And then they just got caught up with the wrong crowd. Do you know people like that? And maybe they weren't intrinsically bad, but just hanging around with the wrong people had an effect on them that changed the trajectory of their life forever. And they became a different person than what they started out from. 
friends are very powerful. And in a way, friends can be more powerful than, than a Rebbe, a rabbi, um, maybe even sometimes even parents. Friends have the ability to either make people or break people. And it's something that we should be extra careful about. Who's our friend? Who, who are our children's friends? Are they positive people? Are they negative people? Are they people that build us up? Are they people that tear us down? No, we are very much creatures of our surroundings. If we live in a place where everyone goes to shul, we're going to go to shul. You know, if, if that was the style, everyone was going to shul, everyone would go to shul. We very much, you know, peer pressure. We succumb to peer pressure. Peer pressure could be used to our advantage as well. We could use it to help us do good things when there's peer pressure to, to do healthy, good things. I mean, obviously, we don't we want people doing things on their own, out of their own volition. But it can be used as a tool in a good way to, to be a, sort of a springboard to get people where they want to get to. And friends help people do that. So And, and neighbors as well. Neighbors as well that, you know, we know that if, if, uh, if a person, it says in Perkyevos, the person needs should dwell in a place of Torah. If a person doesn't have any, it's not a place of Torah. And we could discuss, you could look at the episode that deals with this. I believe it's a later episode. And the idea is this a person lives in a place where there's no Torah environment. He doesn't have access, which today it's much easier to live in a Torah environment. But still makes an effect where you are, who your people you're, you're hanging out with. You need to move. You need to go somewhere. You need to get out of there, right? Now, everyone has their circumstances. It's granted. But the point is we see that this is the effect of having a, a neighbor, a good neighbor, a bad neighbor. You know, there's a, uh, when the Torah tells us the story of Lot, that he moved to Sodom, you know, the question is, is Lot live with Avram Avinu? He lived with Abraham. And, and he moved to a place that was the most corrupt place on earth. And he got affected. He got affected to a degree. And that's the, the power of, of neighbors, of friends, that they influence us. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, and I'll mention it again because it's so important, that we are like chameleons. We're like, humans are like chameleons. Chameleons change their color based on the environment that they're in. And based on the environment that we are in, that's what we'll turn into. So if we're around good people, we'll be better. If we're around worse people, we'll be worse. There's very few individuals who are able to withstand the pressure of everyone else doing something else and, and you not go, go around with it. Most people are not like that. Only select individuals are able to withstand that. But people in general, they go with the flow. They go with the flow. The Mishnah continues. Reb Shimon Omer, Reb Shimon says, that what is a bad trait that a person needs to stay away from? It's somebody who borrows and doesn't pay back. He takes a loan out, doesn't pay back. Maybe he justifies what he's doing, saying that, oh, the person, you know, they don't need the money. Or maybe he tells himself, I'm going to pay back, I'm going to pay back. And he doesn't. He just keeps pushing it off in his mind, you know. There are people out there sometimes they, you know, I've known some people like this that, you know, they, they don't steal things from somebody, but they'll say, can I borrow money from you? And then they'll never pay you back. That's stealing. But in their mind, they're not thinking of it like that. They're just thinking, I'm not paying, I'll pay them back later. I'll pay them back a different time. There's some type of, you know, there's a, 
it's not making the the two points are not are not connecting. That you borrow, you got to pay back, and if you don't pay back, that's considered geneva. That's considered theft. And the Mishnah continues over here. That what what I believe Rabbi Shimon is trying to get at is that if a person, this is the opposite of haroyas hanoilets that Rabbi Shimon said in the previous Mishnah that what's a good trait to have is somebody who sees the outcome of what he's doing. Sees he looks down the road, and this is the 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 opposite of that trait because what's someone who's borrowing and not paying back he's not looking down the road he's not he's taking he's just taking the money and he's not thinking how am i going to pay this back right you can't you say people you can't borrow money unless you have a plan how you're going to pay it back that's irresponsible you're not looking down the road you're going to end up stealing it from the person that's why this is the opposite but what rebel shimon is trying to get at over here is that when like i just like i mentioned over there in the last mishnah have that royas anel, somebody who sees down the road, it's really talking about our relationship with Hashem, that we're not looking at the now, we're looking at the longer term picture, the longer outlook, the, the outlook which is down the road, that sometimes we'll give up on certain pleasures and we'll give up on certain things in order to, to have the, the long range goal of serving Hashem. So over here on the flip side of this, a person who doesn't look down the road, who looks at the now, is going to get themselves into trouble. And what Rabbi Shimon is bringing out is that, you know, we sort of are like the, we, we're like, we are all indebted to Hashem for everything he's done to us. Our lives, our livelihood, our families, everything good we have. And the, the scales are tipped that no matter what we do, we can never pay back Hashem. We could only try to do, the only thing we could try to do is to do mitzvahs, to learn Torah. And the if a person, you know, so to say, is borrows from God without the intention of paying back, it's a horrible trait. It's not a good trait because it's like they, they feel like they're, everything's coming to them. And it's sort of smacks of, uh, you know, kafoy tov, not being thankful to what Hashem has given us. And really, if you think about it, you know, all the different circumstances that Hashem has given us and our, and our, our family, our friends, our, our, our strengths, the places we are at right now in our lives, they're all tools for us to pay back this loan to Hashem. That's the tools he gave us. He obviously gave us the Torah and he gave us the mitzvot to, to help pay that loan back as best as we can. And that has to be our attitude that the tools that Hashem has given us to start paying the loan back, to do our part, to try, you know, to have a plan, right? To, to at least have a plan, how we're going to do it is by doing the mitzvos, by learning Torah, by, by realizing that the circumstances that were in our life, their strengths, our weaknesses, everything we have are the way that we need to do it. The Mishnah continues, Right, and and we brought down a pasuk from Tehillim from Psalms. That the the wicked one borrows and does not pay, while the righteous one is gracious and gives. Now the Mishnah finishes off. Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi ben Arach. Right, he says, "Lev Ra." We mentioned that the heart is really the source of all emotion of a person. Everything flows from the heart. And if a person has a bad heart, so, you know, first of all, it wasn't mean a bad heart. 
And if you look in the commentaries, that they they explain the Abu Sir explains that a bad heart explained in three ways. That someone who's seems like he's ready to transgress the will of the Torah, that he's ready to transgress the will of heaven. He's reluctant to make an effort to fulfill the mitzvos. And he has a wicked heart to his fellow man. Now that's what it means, a bad heart. And we know that Rabbi Yochanan said, says, I see, I prefer the words of Elizabeth Arach to your words, for your words are included in his words. That it means that we said before, the heart is the root of all, of all man's emotions, thoughts, actions, everything goes through the heart. And we know that if we have a building and the foundation of the building is not sound, is not made. So as even as, as beautiful as the building is, it will not stay steady. It will, have to, it will fall down eventually. So when it comes to the root of all actions, the structure, the foundation of a person, what is that? That's the heart. And if a heart is bad, right? If a person you know, doesn't have the, wants to transgress, does not want to do the mitzvot, does not treat his, pe- his people, his fellow man well, so even if on the outside, maybe things look okay, there's rot in the foundation. And it's, it's, it's something that we need to stay away from, to stay away from this evil heart because we want to make sure the foundation, our, our heart, you know, that everything we do is, is rooted and, and it's strong. And, you know, we know that there are different psukim that Hashem says, that Hashem, you know, that even if a person gives many karbanos, gives many sacrifices, if they're not with heart, if they don't give it with good intentions, right? If a, if a person's heart is not there, it's like, it's almost worthless. I'm, and I'm paraphrasing the, the, the verse. But the idea is, is that, you know, obviously we have to do what's incumbent upon us, the Torah tells us to do. But at the same time, there is an aspect of the heart that Hashem wants our heart. He wants the pure heart. That we should try to find, you know, Areas for ourselves, and maybe it's it's always hard to to have concentration on all the mitzvot all the time to put our you know to have, to do it with our full heart. But there's definitely areas in which we serve Hashem, different mitzvot that talk to us specifically, that we can try to put our full heart into it. And you know when you when you able to do a mitzvah with your full heart, there's a certain special feeling that you get. And God willing, when you do one mitzvah like that, it has the ability to spread into more things that we do until eventually it's spreading to all the things we do. So we shouldn't feel that, you know, we're just doing things. Judaism is all about doing things by, no, it is about routine. But our job is to get to a point in our routine where there is that heart and it starts, everyone has has the capability of finding different areas in their lives which talk to them and it's, and it's you know, they they have an affinity to and to put their heart into it all the way to feel that feeling, to feel that connection and God willing, use that as a springboard to apply it to the rest of our, our mitzvot observance, to the rest of our service of God and God willing, staying away from the bad heart and trying to develop our good heart will be, be able to use that as a springboard to reach our true potential. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out, please feel free to send me an email at rabbishlomakon, K-O-H-N, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.